join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher Consciousness. Consciousness season three episode. I'm not entirely sure because um, <laughs> we're still deciding the the lineup here. Because, you know how we do. Yeah, out we we kind of do everything out of order. So we're so excited. We have some special guests here. Gemini Tarot is here with us today. So excited! Yay! Um, and we're gonna be discussing all kinds of magic, tarot, and everything and everything else in between. So. Anything? This is Zoe and Alejandra. Uh, hello. Uh, we're twin sisters, and we both practice divination, and um, we both use tarot as our primary medium. But I also do crystal ball. Oh, crystal nice. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school. I like that idea. <laughs> yep. Very, Very old cool. school. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Cool. So, um, I you know what. Before we get into your story, um, let's just let's do get some Mary Jane going, I think. Okay. Because we oftentimes forget about Mary Jane, and then we yeah, get 10 minutes into the show, and we're like, hey, what are we, we doing? We haven't smoked yet. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, the blessing list. So, before we do that, though, what are we smoking? Do you remember? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have we have been getting yeah we've been getting these joint packs from a local dispo shake and bake. It's it's PR Mac. I have no idea what that. I've never even heard of that before. Okay, so we're smoking PR Mac. So if you're you're interested and you you like where PR Mac goes today, then (laughs) then you know where to get it. So, all right. So right before we do this, let's go ahead and just take a, a quick deep breath for a minute. Just center ourselves so we can open up our minds, open up our hearts and our souls. Bless you, Mary Jane, and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for a super informative show about tarot. Thank you for us having a great time and for helping open up the minds and hearts and souls and the perspectives of others who are listening to this episode. May the information come clearly and concisely, and may we have a dope time. Thank you, and amen. I feel you always manage to get dope in there somewhere. Because that's, that's oh, like my goal, is uh, to get the word dope <laughs> in every you nail it every I'm just I'm waiting for it, and then you just sneak it in there. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm so excited to have both of you on here today just because you both have, I think, a really unique perspective of how you approach tarot and the knowledge and the wisdom that you have. You also are, I think, really closely associated to its originality, too. So I'm really curious to hear, like, your perspectives, your stories, how you got here, those kind of things. I want to just ask right off the bat, you you guys are sisters, right? Yes. So... That was you, perfect. 
Uh, so, do you guys, did you guys come to this world separately, or did you come into the tarot world at the same time? At the same time. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? Like 11 or 12. Oh, wow. That's much younger than I would have anticipated. Very interesting. Is there any specific person or event or thing that you would attribute to, you know, getting you into it? They're taking a hit off the joint, just so you understand. (laughs) For those of you on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, I feel like our mom was super supportive and she bought us our initial tarot decks. And we practiced on each other. Mm-hmm. Our older sister, Elisa, had a deck, too, when she was a teenager. Oh, nice. Oh, wow, yeah, right on. So, is it something that, for you guys, what, practiced in your family pretty often, or was it fairly new when you were introduced to it, too? I mean, there were other forms of divination. I mean, our our great-grandma Gigi was, like, a tea leaf reader in her own right. Oh, and, really? Wow. Yeah. And That's cool. Um, my dad's family have their own kind of connection to spirituality, but it's not like, you know, a, a kind of like, it, it's more like there was just always like a spiritual gift or like, sure, sure, you know, something a little extra, mm, just gotcha. a, just kind of a firm faith, I would say. Sure. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's awesome <laughs> to have family that kind of introduces you into that world a little bit, you know, cause I know for myself, I didn't really have many people in my family who introduced me to this stuff until much later in my life. Um, I mean, I know with Liz, you know, I think you had a little bit of experience into tarot when you were little. Yeah, right? I had like a little bit. My mom used to read for like Ann Arbor uh, festivals and stuff like that. So she used to read tarot. She claims that like I used to know how to read tarot at five. She claims. I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. So. Damn, you should just run with it. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like, I've been reading since Since I was was five. five. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you should, like, fuck Gemini Terra. I've been doing it since I was five. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't, but I don't remember any of that. And I had other forms of divination show up in our family. Like, my, uh, my Pito used to do a lot of, like, magic tricks. I mean, he still does. Um, And he would used to joke that there was, like, this... So there was always, like, a a hint of some kind of divination in some way, shape, or form. I know my dad had a Ouija board, and I know he had a crystal ball. Um, And I used to... Actually, I remember playing with my crystal ball. I used to, like, take pictures, and most of my pictures were of me doing this, like... Like, you know, those, like, (laughs) dramatic, like, fortune teller shots, so... But that was my exposure, so it's really interesting that... So did you take it... Like, when you were introduced to it, did you kind of continue from that point on, or was it something that came back later on, or? No, I think it was pretty consistent. Yeah, Yeah. we kind of stayed with it since that time. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm good. You're good. I know. Sometimes sometimes (laughs) we can go a little hard with the the Mary Jane. We, we, oh man, so many, so many joints were smoked earlier today in preparation (laughs) for creating certain things for the show, so wow. This is like number three or four today. (laughs) Yeah, and I had a nutty Irish. It's going to be a good show, yeah, Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we should bust out some of those chocolate bars too. I went to the dispensary the other day, I got five (coughs) chocolate bars for like $25. It was like a St. Patrick's Day special. Good actually, Amazing. yeah, I have all kinds of different flavors and anyway. stuff. So, yeah, um, I would love to hear just what 
what what about tarot has made you stay with tarot and what about it has made you even create you know gemini tarot I mean, I really think it's just the aspect of providing a conversation that is needed rather than necessarily being the medium of tarot itself. It's sure. um, it's something in between uh, a spiritual belief and a need, like where, where there's a need for some sort of therapy, I see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So uh, I think it's just the communication with people mm. is really the strongest. It's an interesting correlation. I guess I never quite, <clears throat> I mean, I, I've been, I guess I've thought about it before. I've never quite articulated it that way in the sense that, uh, you know, in, in most spiritual practices and most religions, they're not really trying to get at like therapy for its practitioners, mm-hmm. right? They're more or less trying to keep them as, mm-hmm. you know, complacent as possible to like perpetuate the religion right but with tarot and this type of spiritual practice it seems like that's what it's trying to do it's trying to help you it's trying to make you you know a better you know happier you right Right. i would say that it's much more grounded than maybe other other forms of spiritual practices that other people might um be embodying in the tarot i think that mostly it'll be sort of questions that are, are of an unconventional nature or circumstances that might seem like pretty severe or desperate that you don't feel like could be received sure. necessarily. So, um, so being able to provide guidance, but also being like out of the realm of something that might seem judgmental yeah. when you're having those conversations. But it, it's like, for me, it's a grounded approach. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I just now have gotten into more of a, a regular practice with tarot, even though like I got into spiritual spirituality um, and more of a I would say non-traditional perspective on reality, uh, at least like not God like ten years ago now, um, and I was aware of tarot, but I never practiced it, never worked with it until I met Liz, and then I started. Using it every day. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now it's your life. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Like, I, I use it every morning, you know. Um, it is something that I use not only every morning, but, you know, when Liz and I go through our day and one of us is having an issue, you know, I think inevitably one of us says, well, let me pull the card on it. You know? uh, and, then, and sometimes I can just notice that, you know, Liz, okay, she's going to start pulling cards on this because she's starting to get to that level where it's like, I need to know. I need to know what's happening. Universe, speak to me. So Yeah, sometimes I do. I will say when I, when I read tarot, here you go, um, I get a little... I don't know, like, I just, I always just have more questions, and I feel like that's why I enjoy tarot, because it, it really helps me answer all of those more questions, even though most of the time I just all have more, more questions, questions afterwards, but I can get so deep into it, and I like, for me, I like being able to use it to help me understand the connections and, like, the depths of certain situations, or what this is, why is this happening, where does it come from, or... You know, how can I best approach this situation? I really use it as, like, a tool of, like, especially if I'm, like, really, yeah, sorry. We'll have probably kitty interruptions. That tends to happen. They like to make themselves present in our show, so. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, They were fine earlier today, but I guess, you know. 
Well, they know that we're on the show, so they that's want true. to be a part of it. And that's just who they are. Well, Sweet little babies. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, so I, I really do... it. I use it for everything, honestly. So I don't know if you if you guys use it for I was gonna say what is your intensely. practice with it? Do you guys have a daily sort of like time of the day that you work with the tarot or is there like any other like any practice that you have with it that is unique to you? Um, I mean I use I do use the tarot every day, but I find for my own situations I'm generally kinda like blocked. When I refer to the tarot, I mean, sure. So yeah. it's just it's just hard for me, but um, I do think, uh, like, I'm an intuitive reader, so I don't necessarily. It is all kind of unique to me, like whatever spread or whatever number I'm, like, just is coming to me. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really think I have like a daily tarot practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that like. I do use the tarot every day, even if I'm not, like, working, because somebody will call me up and be like, I need you to pull Pull a few cards, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, which, like, hey, like, happy to do it, and then also I'm kind of like, damn. I'm so, yeah, yeah. it's so exhausting sometimes. Yeah, it is. See, that's the thing that I don't quite understand, because I don't work with it as much as I think you guys have, And, Mm -hmm. and Liz, you know, I can attest to the fact that whenever she reads it's always like you know either i need to eat a shit ton of food or i need to sleep you know because there's like (laughs) so much of an energy drain you know what i mean that you need to replenish your reserves yeah yeah the other night he made shepherd's pie and it's in a you know cast iron this big well i had just got done with a, a full day of like readings and i ate half of the shepherd's pie to myself well, here's, yeah, <laughs> and I, I still wanted more afterwards <laughs> i ate an eighth of it i was like literally cutting it up in eighths and i was like here's a serving you know so it was really easy and she yeah. just like ate half of it herself <laughs> and i thought she had like and i had like chocolate and other things like after that too yeah so. i don't I take my body is just my body takes it very hard i don't know if your if your body takes it that hard too i get very tired yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh i think it depends like uh so i try and do shielding and yeah that's been helpful uh it really is actually very very helpful at first i was like no i don't need to do all that (laughs) and then uh after like having to deal with like intense readings or whatever i'm like i'm gonna start doing it and it is kind of a game changer yeah um but, like, if you, you're taking a lot of clients, like, I don't really think there's, like, anything that will completely protect you. You're just going to, like, yeah, want to be on your ass, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, it is, it is in some way, like, a part of the responsibility. It's, like, by you agreeing to do tarot, you're agreeing that you are having these energy exchanges, and you're also playing a healer, too, because when you we read tarot, I think there's healing happening within, like, the conversation, like what you were saying earlier, and it can be draining even after if you, and it's not, like, a, it's not a bad thing, it's just, it's just a part of the deal, but it can be really rough sometimes, but like you said, even, like, sometimes shielding is it can be enough, but sometimes you're, it's, you're open, so, and yeah. you're growing with, at the same time, I think, too, so I think you're, 
you're experiencing either your growing pains or like draining pains or something. At least that's how I feel. That's interesting. I like never even thought about the growing aspect of it. That's really cool to think about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that... Uh, you can have the rest. That's I, all I you. I think it's pretty much... Yeah, it's pretty much done. I just didn't know if you wanted to have, like, that last little, like, because, you know, sometimes I get, like, I have to have, like, every last little bit. Like, if I hadn't had, like, two other joints plus a bowl earlier, I probably would, yeah, but, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good for a while. We've had a lot of weed today. But, hey, it's higher consciousness this day. That's what we do today. that's what we do. That is quite literally what we do. do what we do for the show, and we smoke shit tons of weed. Yeah, but we get so much good stuff done. But, yes, anyways. Um, So you guys are in business together, right? We work separately. Oh, really? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's okay. But we kind of collaborate pretty regularly on stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, I, I think it's so great that you guys have that, like, type of collaboration on this type of thing, being siblings, you know, because I have a brother, and we couldn't be further from <laughs> our interests, you know, so, yeah. like, I, I don't know, I, I've always thought that that's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. Especially when you told, uh, told me that we were going to be able to have them on, I was like, oh, man, that's awesome, like, I just really wanted to pick your guys' brain see how it's like being siblings and like working together like from time to time and having like a very similar interest what does your sibling do oh he's uh he's an it guy uh, but he's like bounced around so he was like major sales for a while and then he did banking and uh, insurance and now he's it so yeah he's multifaceted very smart guy mm-hmm. but uh i'm so opposite i'm like all art creative writing like his that son kind of is Aquarius, and yeah. his brother's son is Capricorn. Oh. Um, yeah, see? Uh, <laughs> they know what that means. I have no clue. But hey, that's cool. I, I get that. I get that. But his rising's Capricorn. I could see that, too. And his moon is Aquarius. Mm. Just, just ripping mm-hmm. it apart. But he's also got, like... Naked over. Like when <laughs> yeah, we know all your I know yeah, all your laundry now. Yeah, he's he's got all other. He's got a bunch of planets in Aquarius. Yeah, he's like an so alien. So Aquarius. Basically. That's the crazy sign, in my opinion. Oh yeah, but it's not. You should have seen like, me last week like when I was on mushrooms. I, yeah, I was really crazy. Yeah. I was running around the house like a madman for three and a half hours. Yeah, that's insane. Not surprising. No. Yeah. Crazy. No. no. So I guess I would love to hear more. So one of the things that I see, um, you both have such a passion, mm-hmm. and I think your your passions kind of, they, they stem from tarot, not stem from tarot, but tarot somehow always makes its way through with what you guys are passionate about, like in terms of like magic and like social justice and like taking care of others, helping the community, you know, being Latinas and like the, it's just, I really love how it all kind of encompasses together and I'm just curious like to hear about your how I guess like the importance of tarot for it to I guess show up in other aspects that makes sense yeah I, I know sometimes, no, okay. no, I... sometimes I'm like I don't know like I have the question but it's not fully formulated so I hope if I like it comes no it makes sense okay <laughs> um I, let me think a minute about how I, like, want to articulate this. Like, I, f- I feel like 
tarot has like these certain, you know, objective truths, right? Or these like eternal truths. They're not necessarily fixed, right? They can change, like the meaning of this card changes depending on how it's in conversation with the rest of the spread or how it's interacting with the querent. But I feel like those like eternal truths or what's represented in the tarot, they need to interact with an individual that has like a certain worldview, that has like a, is born into a certain status or is born into a certain body so that they can do some work associated with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think like the way that I witness like this eternal truth and process it in like the context of my experience as a Latina or my experience as, or the experience of the querent as a white guy or a black lady or an Asian person or whomever. Like, I feel like um, those, like, aspects of identity are really important in giving the, like, objective truth more dimension and complexity. Um, and I kind of feel like that's sort of what I try and um, communicate in my approach Mm -hmm. to, to tarot, if that makes sense. I don't know if it's totally true, but I feel like that's sort of like my ethos or that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's like, that's, yes, that's kind of like what I was asking. I just wasn't sure how to <laughs> articulate no. that. So. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think that it's important to try to bring this practice and the idea of being more connected to, um, wisdom of the eternal consciousness if you will because we are all part of a collective eternal infinite consciousness at any point we have the ability to use this as a tool to ask a question and be able to understand you know a little bit more about it get some insight um and possibly you know, feel like you're more connected to who you really are and the messages that you're receiving, especially if you're, I think for me, I love doing it when I'm truly connecting with energies first before I pull cards. You know, I'm not just like, I'm going to grab some cards and be like, oh, I'm going to ask a question and pull, you know, right. before I start, like I try to like imbue the cards with my energy, you know, mm -hmm. so I start by grounding myself first, connecting to mother earth, father sky. I call it my spirit guides and my ancestors, and I just ask them to help me to infuse these cards with my energy so that I may pull a message that is important for me to reflect upon today, you know. And that's all I focus on before I even pull a card, you know. And I think for me, it helps me to connect to the feeling of energy and the energy exchange and, and I think that there's something about that that makes the connection to this tool more beneficial for me. But I think everybody has a different approach. You know, everybody has a different way of pulling. Because I've noticed, you know, for uh, Liz and I, when we shuffle, you know, we are shuffling so furious so that we're trying to get one card to just fly the fuck out, right? And that's the card. But I've also seen people that just, like, will close their eyes and just shuffle through and just intuitively pull the card the card that they want do you guys have a particular way in which you it's different every time i think almost yeah, yeah. it just it's just intuitive I, think. I feel like i've tried all kinds of 
like crazy stuff, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah, it's like, I think I don't have like one like routine. Yeah. Yeah. I've Interesting. Gone through a lot of different like well, this way is gonna be better or whatever. <laughs> and, like I don't know. I think you're right though about like like sort of devoting your energy and your thought process on like mm-hmm. um, preparing the tarot cards and like almost like opening uh opening a gateway in right. some way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because after all, you know, it is all energy. So mm-hmm. if you're not taking it seriously, then why should the tarot take you seriously? Right. <laughs> but if you have, like, a spirit there or something, something will just, like, you know, fly the fuck out. That's but... true. Yeah. That can happen, too. Yeah, the, there's a um, expression, what falls on the floor ends up at your door. Mm-hmm. Damn. Old school yeah, tarot. Yeah, I haven't heard that one, but that yeah. one's, like, that sounds very old school. <laughs> Yeah, that that's, does. That's, that sounds quite, very quite scary, actually. You made that up. No, no, you made that up. No, I did not. That is great. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, a lot, of, a, a lot of cards fall on my floor, so it. we'll just see what happens, I guess. We'll see what happens. We'll see what shows up at the door. Yeah, we'll see what shows up. <laughs> Surprise! It's like, all right, it's fine. Fourteen-year-old with a fish in a cup. Yeah, yeah. Basically. It's like, all right, what am I gonna do? I don't know. Why are you here? I mean, it would make sense if it were a Friday because it is the day of Venus and it is a water sign. The fish fry? Yeah, the <laughs> fish fry. Go. Exactly. You guys too. There you go. That's exactly where I thought I was going with it. Like, that's what I thought of immediately, for sure. That's right. That's right. Um, so, uh, for you guys, do you have a, a, any particular, you know, um, plans for what you want to do with your, you know, tarot reading going forward? I mean, I just got back to doing in-person readings, and yep. that's been, like, really refreshing because everything has been so reliant on, like, Zoom or being on the phone, and I really yeah. don't, you know, even though the channels are still, um, you know, pretty solid because, you know, we, it's it's a form of communication, but it's just so nice to have that interaction and to be able to be able to just have the whole, like, physical feeling of somebody being in proximity and feeling like oh, the yeah. energy there. Yeah. So I was gonna say we haven't even talked about it's COVID so and the impact of COVID yeah. on this whole business. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's I'm sure it really impacted a lot of what you guys have been able to do. I know for Liz, you used to have all kinds of parties that you would be booking, and those are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or at least they've been gone for you know a year yeah. or so. I used to have people like you know, I, well when it was nice out. I would, you know, have people come outside in the backyard or, but now I'm kind of doing like house calls right now. I'm kind of doing like a traveling kind of thing if it, you know, if it works out and if it, you know, makes not, you know, the distance and whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just to give them that availability and whatnot. And the other thing too, because of COVID, I've also been trying to do is like if somebody really wants like a reading or healing, but they don't have the money. So doing like a trade or something of some sort. So like I would love to eventually somehow figure out like instead of people paying me money, like buying food, you know, in exchange, like 
-hmm. just to like, or, but something like that, you know, or I don't know, I don't know how I want it to, to look like yet, but I know for me, it, it's really kind of made me think more creatively of how to give it, and it definitely like, does make a difference when you're not physically there. Um, but it's still like, you can still do and deliver the message and still make the connections through social media. But, um, but I think for me, I, it became like a challenge, like a personal challenge of like, okay, how can I make sure I reach out to these people? How can I like flood all these channels to like reach as many people as I can? At least that's like the, my, my way of what COVID has kind of mm -hmm. done for me. But I'm curious to hear like your, what, and... Um, I mean, definitely, yeah. I think on the professional end, for, like, most tarot readers, they rely on social gatherings, parties, whatever, um, like the entertainment aspect, you know, people, people book for Halloween shows and stuff like that. It's a huge part of, like, a tarot reader's livelihood, so, yeah, all of that is, is kind of, um, you know, not, uh, not viable right now. Um, but, like, in terms of connecting with individuals um, over Zoom or the phone, I don't feel like it impacts the quality of the reading. Um, and the way that I always kind of viewed it is, like, well, we're not necessarily interacting on the physical realm anyways, so mm -hmm. what right. does it matter, you know, where right. we're situated? Um, I just feel like at the beginning people kind of had, like, a little bit of leeriness, like it's cheesy to do it over the phone, yeah. like Miss Cleo, yeah. all of that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the yeah, psychic hotlines. Yeah. 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 And nothing but respect for Miss Cleo. I just think there's yeah. Yes. Yeah, so very <laughs> gifted, but I think you know, that FBI case hurt her reputation a little bit. Yeah. And people have like a little bit of a perception that like phone and phone phone readings are um scammy or something sure. like that yeah sure. and it's it's still like you said it's like you're still making that connection because it's the like a it's not it's not a fully physical connection when you're doing it in person anyway right yeah I think it's been destigmatized. Most people have just adapted to doing everything virtually now though oh, so yeah. I yeah. feel like um you know that I can feel that like leeriness uh to to do stuff over video or, or phone kind of melting away it's more way more commonplace now it's also interesting the way that that's shifted certain things too like I did like I was hired for an office zoom party where oh, nice. yeah and it was like that wouldn't normally happen like no <laughs> like, I wouldn't have been hired to like go into an office I mean we've definitely been hired for almost like anything that could have ever been conceived that's but awesome. like to like this like this group of people who are in their cubicles like and you're like watching them and like seeing like like coding on the computer and they're like <laughs> you know <laughs> I was just like this is a really interesting uh switch up to like yeah to... yeah it's a, interesting that you say that because that was exactly going to be my next question you know like it, I would imagine that with the expansion of people's consciousness I don't know what's going on there <laughs> Cats. Uh, 
but with the expansion of people's consciousness and the, and the respect to being able to be more open to these types of things, um, I would imagine that your clientele is opened up a little bit, and maybe there might be more people open to these yeah, types of so. things that weren't before. Definitely. Yeah, like, like somehow being like, oh, this fortune teller does this over Zoom, they're like, oh, it's over Zoom, like... Okay, that's like you're speaking our language. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I've, I've been to Zoom before. I think that. <laughs> right, right. That's so funny. That is oh my yeah. I just think it might, you know, it might. I always am a huge believer in, you know, looking at how things change and warp in the collective consciousness and how that has an ultimate effect on culture. You know what I mean? And I'm, I just, I'm curious to see, like, with this combined with other, you know, things within spirituality and science that might be expanding our consciousness on a collective level, could that maybe have a major impact in culture and the way we perceive one another in, in regards to race and gender and sexuality and things like that, just because we're challenged by, you know, perceptions of interdimensional existence or, you know, life beyond death, like that hasn't tethered to a dogmatic religion you know i don't know but it would be interesting to see like what these types of things like practicing tarot and magic and you know the esoteric has on a more collective level if more people are doing it mm -hmm. i absolutely believe it it kind of has the capacity to create perception that's maybe more legitimate than what we gravitate towards in, in terms of uh, stratifying and labeling each other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm, yeah. I just, I mean, I only say that because when I had my mushroom trip the other week, it really did kind of, I know I keep coming back. Yeah, 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 you keep finding but ways. It, it, it's it like, like how I always apart. keep finding ways about being cute. You keep finding ways about, you know, Talk about mushroom mushrooms. Trips. Yeah, so yeah. you have your so. thing, I have my thing. <laughs> That's true. It's great. Uh, but it, like for a while it ripped away like my, you know, need to be separate from other things and like this identity you know, like, I just had no feeling of needing to worry about anxiety or finances or, like, whatever. You know, it was just all, like, play, 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 play. Isn't there a term for that? It's, like, ego butter or something. <laughs> ego butter? <laughs> I've never heard of that. What is it? I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, Let's that's interesting. That, I'm gonna, hey, that sounds like a, a really good strain or, like, a mushroom strain <laughs> or something like that. Ego, ego butter. butter <laughs> yeah, I mean, brain. it sounds awesome. Yeah, right? Ego butter. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, great. Man, no. Oh, um, I've... I've always been interested in making a tarot deck. I know we've talked about making a tarot deck. Yes. Um, have you guys ever thought about making your own tarot deck at some point? No. I don't think I got what it takes. No. You don't think no. you got what it takes? No. no. Hey. I'm going to say I know I don't got what it takes, but I believe that you all have. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate well, thank that. Thank you. Well, what about like other things? Like, cause you, I see that you have been doing a lot of writing, and you recently got accepted into a master's program, and so I I feel like I'm seeing more like of that come from you, and I'm very curious to see like where you're kind of taking your direction, and I'm also curious about like your direction too, because it is like you guys said like 
you work separately, but you collaborated. Like, it flows very nicely, and it's just, it's fascinating to me, so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, direction is kind of, like, an elusive thing for me. Um, I feel you. I don't always have a necessarily, like, clear idea about what I'm trying to accomplish. I just f maybe feel sort of compelled, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um... But I feel like mostly what I am invested in is just really um, kind of creating like a more normalized relationship with ceremonial magic. Um, I just, I feel that the time has come where um, occultism really belongs in the light. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that there's like, and I think like culturally, the collective is on board with that, but we don't necessarily know what that means. Like, we kind of look for a way for that to happen, um, and so we like try to you know make occultism present in the media or in commerce and. Um, that's because that's what we know in our culture. And so I'm just, like, trying to see if there's a way beyond that. And so, like, actually learning it, not yeah. just um, purchasing it or yeah. it, basically. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that because I, I feel like there's... Um, it takes like a, a special person to be willing to to go back that far and to be especially to be brave enough because in a way you're kind of going against status quo but you're flowing with it at the same time in order to bring something back that we have always kind of had before something you know happened and we lost a little bit of that so it's just really fascinating to me to to watch you you know go there and just to see like what you've been like coming out with and it's very you can feel it's very old and very but it like it feels very raw and like very real too it's just like there I guess it's just the way that you communicate it too I think that it's like yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh, cool yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. It's it's like it's a joy. So what about you, Zoe? Like what are you kind of are you continuing tarot? Are you taking like a different direction with it or um no, I mean I think tarot is kind of um just a daily part of my life and I don't I don't really know, like I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, what direction or anything. I don't I don't really see the I try and kind of bring imagination to life yeah. so and that requires a lot of work uh -huh. yeah. um and i feel like mostly i'm invested in that that's yeah. awesome i like the way you that. put that yeah bring imagination to life yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a perfect tagline for like a story i feel like bringing imagination to life i don't know <laughs> I'm, i've been like writing and making comics so like that's Constant. the way i approach oh, yeah. it so i'm just like wow that sounds awesome that does sound I awesome like yeah awesome. um have you guys ever i know liz she has developed like a way of divination with crystals she has this bag of bag of crystals that she uses what <laughs> bag, of, bag of crystals it's a bag of crystals like, like it's a rainbow bag of crystals <laughs> 
Uh, but I was just curious if you guys have ever practiced any kind of other divination other than tarot. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to even list that off. Or, oh, really? Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite <laughs> other than tarot that you uh, have worked with? I mean, I think that, like, conjuring is it's a pretty regular part mm. of my life. Thank awesome. you. Can you explain for what conjuring is if for people who are unfamiliar with what that is? Well, I don't know if that's like exactly correct. Like, if that, like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you got me. On that one. Okay. I'm no, sorry. I'm just like, I'm is sorry. this gonna be like? I don't know. Are you gonna be like going outside of your lane? Right. Like, is like. Right. I don't. I mean. Share with I, I feel you. I yeah. feel yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's okay. So basically, it sounds like what you're saying <coughs> is is um, you do a lot of intentional magic as well, or a lot of intentional other other than tarot. Right. I have like two people that I really regularly practice spell work with mm-hmm. and divination, um, and like you know share. We share like material and things that we're studying and work sure. on things together. Um, Absolutely. You know, like at least like once a week or so. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That, just the whole, uh, I just don't know how to really limit the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, totally. I don't know if you can though. I mean, because there's so much I think that goes to it. So it just sounds like you're just exploring yeah. the other essences of it mm-hmm. of sure. what tarot Absolutely. essentially you know is mm-hmm. is yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. What about you, Wait, what was the question? Wait, she answered the question already. Wait, did I? Yes. About the (laughs) other forms of divination? Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She mentioned... I was (laughs) waiting. My bad. I thought I... I forgot that question. Uh, I used a crystal ball. Yes, the crystal ball. I I used a crystal ball. That's awesome. I love that idea. And I feel like lately when I've just been thinking stuff... I might be, like, really reaching with this, but, like, if I, like, have an immediate reaction to something, like, oh, hell no. I'm, like, that was divination. <laughs> like, I'm, like, there is. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that counts or that's just me. Just No, but that, no. that's interesting. The, the thing about this show that I always, like, trying to bring out in the guests is just, like, a different perspective that is unique to them that might be very interesting for someone else, you know? Or just the possibility um, of, of it being real. Of right. It being, yeah. Like, the fact that, yeah, it, it is. And I think sometimes, and we were just talking about this in an early episode, I think sometimes things really are that simple and that obvious, and we like to overthink it. Mm-hmm. And it really does work that way, in my sure. opinion. The smallest mm-hmm. little things. Yeah. Last week we had somebody who was... Um, I mean, there's dealers in my alley all day long, <laughs> and I got new plants, so I had the windows open for the first time, which <laughs> invited in all kinds of uh, guests or uh, people to watch me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I had my homegirl come over, and she's like, we, we got to do a protective barrier over the house, and I'm like, whatever it takes, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, so... 
we did this whole like protective barrier on the house and then sure enough I'm in bed at like 2.30 in the morning and I hear like the fence rattling and then I hear somebody like I look out the window and I'm like oh fuck no and then I look and the dude just like it walks backwards like oh shit oh my god (laughs) yeah Uh, like like almost like you're watching like reverse footage i i nearly like fucking pissed my pants but i was like that worked man (laughs) 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 yeah that's some serious magic holy shit oh my goodness that is amazing wow wow i love it that's intense yeah i know uh liz does all kinds of protection around our house we've got yeah. Crystals and stones. And there's there's everything everywhere in shells. every part. Yeah. yeah, it's like every any yeah eggshells, herbs, crystals, pistachio shells, somewhere, <laughs> other yeah tulip stems. You know anything that I could find. I can't tell you how many things I'm asked to collect after like a meal or after like we eat snacks or something like that. It's just like no no don't throw this away. No I'm gonna use this for magic. <laughs> We had like flowers, like tulips the other day. She's like picking off every little petal. She's gonna like dry them all out and use it for magic. It's like yeah, everything it's a part of we have. Carry. I have a lizard carry downstairs. You it's have like a lizard carry, mess. yes. Yeah, it's like a whole. It's like a whole like it's a pot. It's a hot mess right now. It's really. I mean, I can take you if you want. But it's a <laughs> no, I can take you if you want. <laughs> yeah, that does sound pretty. Show. <laughs> take you to my dungeon. No, I'm just kidding. No, pretty I'm, much. I don't have a dungeon. Ain't too far off. No, but it is. So it's like a whole space where I'm basically. I've been building an apothecary of pretty much anything and everything, even the most mundane. I would say what people would consider um, mundane plants because I think there's magic in everything and I'm passionate about learning about every single plant, what it does, even like the weed. Like, I don't know if you saw when you walked in all like the the plants and all the other things that were just spread out all throughout the table and whatnot. It's like a every time we go on walk, it's like, okay, here you go. Oh, seriously. Like every That's why I offer so much because... Oh, that's a cool piece of wood. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's a cool leaf <laughs> oh my god that's eggshell oh my god look at the eggshell it, it must be so cool to be so excited all the time it she's is so excited I, about nature it reminds me of a quote so that I just read gratitude that sounds fun oh gratitude is happiness increased by wonder hmm I like that <laughs> That's honestly true, though, because when we, like, what is supposed to be, like, a short walk end up turns into, like, an hour long because it's Liz being like, look at this! Dave, do you see this? Do you see this growing? Do you know what this is? Do you know what this magic means? Do you know what it's going to do? And, like, it's like, but with, like, every, like, little thing. And it's like, look at this piece of wood. Do you see the bear in it? And he's like, it looks like wood. And, like, but it's like, we hadn't even gotten, like, five steps, like, out of our house yet so it's it's very much like I don't know I'm just very tapped into I think the wonder and the the being the kid and sometimes I can't control it oh yeah oh I know yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) but I'm also passionate about using like my resources like really like really just understanding like what is growing in my backyard 
how can I utilize that? Because it's growing in my backyard, like, you know, because I believe Mother Earth is abundant and there's enough resources for everything and everyone. And I want to learn those secrets and get back into doing that so then I can teach other people and share that because it's, there's magic everywhere all the time. And I think, I don't know, that's just my, I guess that's my passion. It's just showing people that, like, there's, that it exists and that you can make it your own personal practice and do however yeah, you want and absolutely. be allow it to be I think like for me one of the things too and I guess I would like to hear like what you thought but ever since I've really gotten into tarot specifically because tarot I think because crystals definitely was the the beginning but the tarot I think really like really shot me forward into like this world I would say but the other thing, too, is, is I feel like it's really helped me not only heal, <clears throat> but learn more about who I am and what my authenticity actually is. And it's, I don't know, I feel like ever since I've, like, gotten into it from baby tarot reading Liz to, like, now, it's like, I feel like I've been this person the whole time, but it took reading the tarot and going through all these things to, to figure that out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Do you feel like it's, like, contributed to, like, would you say, like, tarot, since especially since you've both been around it since you were 11, then would you say it also has, like, contributed to helping you develop who you are or helping understand that as you continue to ebb and flow in life? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like tarot just led me down a path of magic, and that is, you know, my calling or who I am or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Or destiny, even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think like as far as identity goes, as a tarot reader, it's something that is. Um, you know, for as kind of polarizing as some of the language might be or what our modern connection to spirituality is, it does it has uh, a resonance and a history that I really relate to as being actually, like, being an outlier in society, being somebody who had that, like, very kind of, like, strange, um, you know, enticing but also sort of terrifying, like, existence that is lonely. You know, like, yeah. I, I do relate to that. Like, it is, like, being, like, a sideshow person. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed uh, in a lot of the friends that I have, they've been really opening up to a lot of this stuff. You know, many of the friends that I grew up with have been practicing these types of things more often in, in their daily lives. And uh, I've also been noticing that a lot of younger people are doing it too have you guys run into any younger people or have you guys like who, who would you say i i have uh, a teenage friend named ananda who yeah. we talk all the time and she's a very gifted reader and um she's my good friend faya's daughter and um we practice for each other like all the time and she's a night owl because she's going through the pandemic and is like young people's relationship to technology, not that older people are a whole lot different, but um, it's it, like 
all of her classes are online, everything that she does, and, mm-hmm. um, and so she, I mean, so she's on her phone a lot, and she, she'll call me, like, sometimes, like, very, very late, and we draw cards for one another, and she has a very profound gift, and she's, like, connected to me to her other friends, and they're similar, like, they have a knack for it, I feel like it's just, like, there's a kind of confidence, um, in knowing that something, like, in, in certain ways, there's some things that can be mastered, like, without, um, like, hesitation, um, and so I really do see it as a, a, a practice that really appeals to, like, young people who have felt alienated or who are going through a very challenging time Mm -hmm. and who are also looking to focus on something and develop a skill that might be outside of what, I mean, there's no, there's no real future in sight, like, that they're really grasping when it comes to, will reality, you know, ever become balanced again, or my classes, or my, is my schooling, or what is what am I supposed to anticipate from the high the high school or teenage experience? It's like there's something about it that they find a lot of connection to the tarot, and like I've been introduced to like this community of people like that that I think it really resonates with, and I think that's beautiful. That's what the tarot should do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, glad I asked the question because that's that's awesome to hear. You know, and to, to hear confirmation of what I've been seeing too, because I've been experiencing similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen anything similar in your practice? I mean, as Zoe was speaking, I kind of like started to think like maybe tarot is like a form of technology. Right. Maybe that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why like Gen Z is so chill with it. Um, and they're, I mean, it's like a code. That's it what is. I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like it. It is. Um, this is a crazy thought. <laughs> yeah, we, um, <laughs> <laughs> we like crazy thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're like so um, highly knowledgeable about astrology too, right? right? Yeah. It's like commonplace, you know. Sure, sure. Like you know, doing someone's chart is like running a background check, you know? <laughs> it really, honestly, it re- we, my, just had a friend over there yeah, my best friend about. is into yeah. astrology, and she's like really into it, and I've given her, like, I basically have agreed to be her guinea pig, and I also have felt like I have given you my whole life away, here you go, have fun, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I've learned so much um, about it, and I've actually been using it in my, with my tarot, practice to like with manifesting or calling things in or um launching things or things like that or the days of the weeks with the planets and stuff and it's like a it's a whole thing it's a whole process but I I love it though like it it's it helps me plan but still leave um room for freedom and creativity if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, we've only got a couple more minutes left. I so I can't see the time. <clears throat> I've got a, I got a okay. whole business over here that I'm queued into the time. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> is there anything that you guys, you know, have in mind as far as like a, a message about tarot to anybody watching that is new to tarot and, and looking to get into tarot? Any advice that maybe you have for them to? explore 
I guess I would just like to remind, um, remind people that, um, like, hierarchies, status, power dynamics are, like, completely the antithesis, the opposite of what tarot and ceremonial magic and or whatever type of magic you practice is supposed mm -hmm. to be teaching you. And as we, like, approach things like tarot, part of what we're doing is we're kind of trying to dismantle our ego so that we're not judging the shit out of everybody, mm -hmm. um, just being a dick in the world. And so that also means that you don't try and compare your style to somebody else's. Mm. You don't try and right. gauge your relationship with the tarot based on like is somebody more accomplished than me does somebody have a larger following than me mm -hmm. um yeah. it's kind of you and the tarot one-on-one -on -one. exactly it, it shouldn't be about it's just about healing at the end of the day right. or or you know helping people and it's just i remember when i went to reader studio that was like that was the first time I was really exposed to like the competitiveness that sometimes that like what you were referring to. It was yeah. interesting, <laughs> um, but but never to say I had a, I, <laughs> I, I had a, I had a good experience. I you know I still had a good experience, but it was very just like very eye opening. So I totally respect that. Thank you. You said it much better than. I think I would have said. <laughs> For sure. So is there any last words that you may have? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what Ali said, and I also think it's just about really your role is also to be very human. Mm -hmm. And the more that you look at things as in, uh, there's a lot to be mastered and, and a history to be respected, but also like intuitively connecting um and, and using empathy to do that with whoever you're reading with so you feel like you're one rather than, um, I mean, so you're, you're looking at the essence of a person mm -hmm. rather than um, really judging the circumstances and yeah. just knowing that like whatever, whatever comes through comes without judgment, but also, I mean, that's not always going to be easy to relate to someone either, um, but I don't know. It's ultimately trying to trying to heal. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I think you you raised a good point. You know, the idea of of being open to connecting to someone else and mm -hmm. being uh, non judgmental about their circumstances, their perspective, and who they are, which is difficult for it. I think almost all of us at times. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but we have the capacity to if we so choose. Mm -hmm. So, no, that's, that's fascinating to say. I would actually ask you the same question, Liz, because you're a massive tarot reader. What was the question again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of if forgot. If you had a message for anyone who is okay. new <laughs> to tarot <laughs> reading, what would be your advice? Wait, to hold on, rewind. I wasn't listening. <laughs> First part. At least I'm honest. <laughs> if you had any advice yes, for any newbie tarot readers mm -hmm. out there, mm -hmm. what would be your advice? Any newbie, okay. Yeah. 
Um, I would say, you know, there's a lot of myths about receiving a deck and how you should get a deck and things like that. And ultimately, if you feel called to read, then you feel called to read. And I think it's something that takes time. And I think that's the other thing, too. I've seen a lot of people, the younger, want, they have this desire to learn, but sometimes I see it where, um, I don't think it's just younger. I think it's just everybody, especially because we're in this pandemic. And honestly, there's been times where I'm like, I don't know, I need to know more. So, <laughs> but I just, I always want to know more. I always want to know more. Um, but to just know that it takes time and that it's something that is a constant practice and it continues to ebb and flow and change. So how you begin may not be how you end up in the long scale of things. It might, you know, change a lot in between, like as you have both said. So to really not only be open to learning, but also looking at, for me, what was helpful is leaning more into the intuitive side and like staying, like using the book as guidance, but then using the intuitive as like the real leader, but then even looking at the artwork and finding meaning and, um, you know, mm. specific things within that as well. So That's how you taught me to, to yeah. read, because I'm not really a huge reader. I oftentimes when I, when I pull and there's not a, a booklet to go with it, I'm like, listen, <laughs> improvisation. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. I mean, also, there will be times where you will be blocked no matter what, no yeah. matter how many years yeah. you practice, no yeah. matter how much you know. Yeah. Sometimes shit just will not be clear. Oh, my yeah. God. And yes. you have to accept that, too. Right. Yes. And it's it's because it is still trying to teach you something <laughs> by agree. not yeah. telling you something. Absolutely. Um, so there's still medicine, I think, in, in it overall. So I guess my thing would just be, you know, have fun with it, but also take your time and know that it's a practice that is going to take time for you to develop and to perfect and to really bring your essence to it. And like what, you know, Ali was saying, not comparing yourself and just, you know, being being you. And that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank, thank you for having us. us. Uh, absolutely. It's that been, was it's so been great. harmonious. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing that I know they're playing out with. But no, this has been great talking about yeah. tarot. You know, I, like I said, I, I'm kind of still a newbie to it, even though I've been practicing with it for a while. Um, but I'm always interested in hearing others' perspective and their experience with it. So, awesome. Yeah, we liked hearing yours too. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for watching and for listening. And uh, I hope that you stick with us on season three here in Higher Consciousness. Liz, where can people find us? Because I can't remember. Well, first off, since this is YouTube, right? So you have to... <laughs> don't She's forget the, the, the typical, you know, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and hit the like button and the bell notification so you can stay up to date. But if you want to find us on other social media, you can go to our website at higher-consciousness-talk.com and all the links to all of our social media and our podcast because we're still doing podcasts too, so you can still find us on any podcast streaming service. So if you really wanted to, you can watch the video, and then if you like wanted to really listen again, you can listen to it on your way to work or while you're doing chores or something in the podcast. I don't know. There's options. Have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, thank uh, you so much for being here with us, and we will see you next time. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.
listen to more Higher Consciousness every Thursday on Spotify at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.